This is How to Product. We make all the mistakes. So you don't have to. I'm Strami. I'm Nick. And I'm Tal. And today's episode is on working with remote teams, otherwise known as PMing on hard mode. Yeah. <laughs> so I think this is something we've all done before, yes? Yep. Yeah? Yes. Or multiple every, times in multiple versions. I think every team I've been on has had at least someone That's remote. That's also true for me. I think I have had one team where that was not the case. Yeah. That's impressive. Yeah, it was very different. So I guess for me, one of the things that I've realized about working with a remote team is that it's way harder to stay connected with them and just know what's going on. And yes. that, yeah, it, it's true. I mean, you're mostly just meeting with people like over a VC or, uh, you know, you got your 12 inch yeah. screen there. Yeah. And kind of similarly, it's easy to have misunderstandings. So uh, either things in the moment where like you don't quite catch what's going on or you can't uh, like don't see the, the clues. Uh, but it also can be something where kind of over time a sentiment grows uh, and it's something that you don't catch. So that uh, that can add a whole lot of complexity. Yeah. So it's kind of I mean, the way I think about it is when there's nothing different you really do with remote teams. It's, it's all the stuff you should be doing as a product manager all the time. Mm-hmm. It's just mm-hmm. way more critical to not let it slip. And it's for these reasons you're saying, because uh, one, it's just easier for things to go wrong because communication is so infrequent, uh, easy to have misunderstandings. And then two, it's way harder to catch a mistake if a mistake actually occurred. Like yeah. you might not know until something like, you know, weeks later that there's been something yeah and by that time it might be too late to change it it. yeah it it can also kind of turn into structural issues with that working with that team where that team either doesn't want to work with you or they splinter and go somewhere else Mm -hmm. yeah 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 so the good thing though with this is like we said it's if it's since it's like pming on hard mode is it really like kind of helps you refine your skills as a pm and really think hard and critically about what you're doing Yeah. yeah that's a good point so there are a couple of positives. Uh, you get round-the-clock coverage if you have a team that's super far away, maybe five time zones or ten time zones away. Yeah, for sure. It can also just help with, with recruitment um, if you do want to make sure you have a team of the best possible folks for the team. That's not always people from the same place mm-hmm. or that live in the same place. Yep. I've seen this happen where a new office opens and there's incredibly strong engineers and designers that are drawn to that office uh, because yeah. they maybe didn't have as many choices uh, as where you are right now. Yeah. So it sounds like there are benefits to it in that we will all be doing it. <laughs> so the question is, what are the big important things that we know to do? So like, Tall, you know, what would you say the single most important thing that you would tell someone who's starting to work with a remote team? Oh, yeah. I think the first thing is meet, meet the remote team in person. Definitely. Yeah, yeah I yeah. agree. I think... If there's only one thing you do to try to make things work well with your remote team, you should go to where they are and do all of the things you would do with your local team to get to know them and get to know what they're thinking about, what they're worried about, and start building those working relationships. Yeah, and I want to emphasize something that that Tal said about going there. I think it's easy, especially if the remote team is smaller, to uh, have them come to you but there's an additional kind of component of trust that gets built when you yeah. actually make the time and the space to go out there. Yeah, and just recently, like, like this is something that sounds really obvious that you should do, right? Um, go meet the team, but it, it, it's actually incredibly mm-hmm. critical. Uh, recently, 
I started working with the remote team and I planned on going to visit them right away, but then some other things came up with other projects and I had having to delay that trip for uh, you know several months. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even realize it at the time when I was first working, but the, the you know, after I'd gone to visit, it was like night and day in terms of how productive we were together. Yeah, that makes sense. It was it was completely different, and so I I, I, I don't know exactly what it is, but there's there really is a yeah. lot with just being able to be face to face with someone for a week, you know, talk to them, get to know them. It just makes you like have such a better relationship. Mm-hmm. And you're right; it it sounds uh, obvious, and and it is, and it's simple, and it's dumb, but it does really matter. And I mean, it takes time, and especially when you're in a new team and situation, there's so many competing priorities. But I do think that this is really should be one of the, the top it is priorities. The, it is. The, the, if you don't to do nothing else, yeah. do this. So when you're there, there are a couple of things that you can do to like make that work even better. Um, you can talk through kind of the the product and like mm-hmm. have long, not even necessarily structured discussions about like. Why are we doing this? Why is it important? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what are the critical parts of our product? Like, how should we be thinking about this? And this helps so that then when you are gone, uh, these team members can make decisions on their own. And the best, you know, the best parts of, or sorry, the, the best thing to avoid or the best thing you can do with a remote team is to enable that team to do as much work as possible as they can without yeah. your involvement. Yeah. And this is something which I've noticed because like it's not just you and the team that are remote there's like the main office and there's a remote office and Mm -hmm. so there's so much there might even be more variations right but but there's so much like little interactions that happen in the office where people get to develop a shared context about Mm -hmm. what the company's Mm -hmm. doing and mission and that doesn't necessarily translate over to the other office because they people aren't having those encounters so like building that common understanding is also is really important and something you shouldn't take for granted Mm -hmm. And that can also be the case if you are the remote office uh, and remote from your engineering team, where you have context from the other folks in your office that might not be shared by by folks in the main office. Yep, makes sense. So that's one clear thing you can do when you go visit uh, your remote team. You can also kind of do classic team building uh, exercises, whether that's going out for dinner, uh, you know, anything you can do to kind of get to know them as a person as opposed to just as like a, a cog or like in the work context can yeah. really help. Yeah, and building off Stami, one of the ideas you had, you mentioned earlier about sort of setting up the, the groundwork for effectively working together uh, when you are remote again. Um, I also think that making sure you talk with the local team about raising any issues with the working relationships early is also really important, whether that's a particular team lead in the remote office that you work with often and having that conversa- conversation about, hey, I know I'm not here every day. I won't see if the team is frustrated mm-hmm. or if mm-hmm. they feel very stressed. Like, can you please make sure I do see that or let me know yeah. so that I can help as well? Yeah. So now you've gone to that remote team or maybe they've come to you uh, and you've set that stage and now you're in your kind of day-to-day working uh, with this team. Like, what is the most important thing to do at this point, Nick? Well, so... I, I had a manager once who had a great rule that I think is very applicable here uh, called the 24-hour rule. And when you like, are working with the remote team, often you're, you're going to be several time zones away, maybe mm-hmm. as many as 12. Yeah. <laughs> and, 12 and a half, speaking yeah. from experience here. <laughs> and uh, that means that all the decisions you make are round-tripped. So, like, you know, I say something, 12 hours later, there's a response, and, you know, then I'm in the office again. Yeah. And, and so it takes really a long time. So you have to, 
really commit to just making sure that you don't go 24 hours without a decision being made. And so one is, on one end, that's just, that's on you to make sure that happens. But then the second thing that I think is important is that this should be something that you kind of explicitly bring up with the team and everyone agrees on. Mm -hmm. And that's something you reference. Um, And you really need to instill it as part of the team culture. And um, I think there's a second level to this too, which is you can make everyone really proud of this as a team that we're a team that moves really fast, like make it part of the yeah. identity, that we get things decided, that you enforce a culture of, you know, it's more important that we make a decision because it takes so long yeah. to make decisions than that necessarily and I'm it's, right. It's okay, yeah, it's okay to have the wrong decision come out of some of these times. Yeah. You won't be wrong all of the time. You may be wrong sometimes, but as long as the team feels confident that that helps you move faster, you can always reverse a decision yes. later yeah. if it's critically important. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it, it, exactly. It, it's just it's like Tal was saying with you know being very upfront with asking how people are doing. This is also something that I think you just you should be very upfront with and get people excited about. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I think that that brings up another important point with the the time delay that communication has. It's also not just the the frequency of how quickly you're making decisions um, and communicating, but also how you actually communicate becomes even more critical because if you aren't as thorough in your communication or explaining the why yeah. of something you now need yeah, yeah. need people to ask yeah. you questions yep and that's that just further further delayed yes i actually find myself kind of slipping into more of like a waterfall sort of method of project mm-hmm. management what, what do you mean by that what i mean is that i more than other, with other projects I, I define more things up front in like large chunks of work um, do you mean in terms of how to put your project into pieces or right. in terms of... Right. Like with, 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 with a more local team, you can say, okay, we're going to do this for two weeks and then we're going to look and then we're going to make a new plan and adjust. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas with, with remote teams, I think you need to have a longer time horizon. Like, I see. Yeah. So where I've previously done chunks. like, this is what we're going to do for the next three months and this is exactly how it's going to work and we've all yeah. agreed up front and it's predefined and then the work starts and, and then that, you're just sort of... right. That specificity is also very important. And this is where if you can kind of kick this off when you're in person with them, you can kind of have all those high bandwidth uh, conversations where you're going back and forth and back and forth. Yeah. Uh, Another thing I've seen used very effectively uh, that we do uh, on my team is kind of a daily status update. Um, I've seen this done over kind of like synchronous uh, video conference, but I think it's actually more effective when you do it as an asynchronous uh, conversation that happens on something like Slack. So making sure that yeah. people say, here's what I plan to work on today, and like, here's what I worked on yesterday can help both people feel like everyone is pitching in and also yeah. can help unblock things that are happening. And also reserving the, the meeting times or any sort of synchronous communication that you might have that can often be more challenging to schedule for some of the yeah. topics that require yeah. more discussion. So, yeah, you may only need an in-person, well, not in-person, a face-to-face <laughs> virtual meeting every other week or every week yep. as opposed to every day. Actually, Tal, I had a question for you because yeah. something I feel like you do really well as a product manager is worrying about team happiness. And you kind of talked about this earlier with asking the, the TL, like, you know, tell me if anyone's <laughs> unhappy. But what are there any, is there anything extra you do to... Yeah, so I, I find this is probably, again, a good habit for all of your teams, but particularly important for, for remote teams that having a, a regular cadence quarterly or uh, twice a year sort of team retrospectives can be uh, incredibly yes, powerful. Yes, we've done um, this. And yeah, and those can be both for talking about product pieces or execution mm-hmm. pieces around like, hey, this didn't land as well as we wanted it to, or we, we should have attacked a different part of the problem, but also about how the team worked together, 
right? Did the team feel like they were out of the loop? Were they surprised by things? Did they feel like we were going too slowly? Why? Like, let's deep dive into that and really try to identify what went well and what are some of the areas mm -hmm. that we might want to think more about how we do them so that we keep the team happy and motivated and working well together, even if they're not in the same location. Cool. Um, yeah, I guess there's also, I just thought of another thing that uh, that's really important is if you're, uh, if you're, when you're, when you're remote, um, you maybe, I actually worked remotely for like six months from mm -hmm. like the main company yeah. and you start, you feel like the, like no one knows what you're doing. And so one of the things you can do with a product manager. We didn't even know what we were doing <laughs> yeah, yeah. at that point. <laughs> but the, the point is that one thing that I think teams really appreciate and is also really valuable is it is making sure that people like in the mothership and like the main part of the company, like the executives, like know what the team is doing and representing mm -hmm. them really well. Mm -hmm. So I would say like that's another super critical thing is what make, sort of what sort of things do you do to help with that? Well I whether want, you're remote or local. Uh well I mean, one thing is just you know presenting to executives. Uh I mean here's like like if you see an executive or something in the hall and you just kind of, you know, do your twenty second pitch of how everything is amazing and awesome, then yeah you can go back and you tell the team that that happened. Like, mm. I just ran into, you yeah, know, XSVP yeah. yeah. today and told them, point. and they said, wow, that's so exciting. Like, please let me know when this lot releases. Yeah, that's a great yeah. point. Yeah. I'd also say I found that celebrating wins or milestones that are reached are also is also really powerful for that. So even if the team uh, is remote and working on something that might not actually oh, yeah. reach users for a while, but mm, they're mm -hmm. at a dog food or a team food or any so, wait, sort of dog food, team food. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, too many in internal terms. Um, they're at a state where either the, the team itself has started using the product mm. or they've expanded it internally within the company to mm. a broader set of folks to start using, which mm. might not be visible to um, a remote location. I, I actually saw a great example of this. Yeah. Uh, I didn't do this. My, my manager did this, where we we hit a major milestone with this team, and we're having our regular team weekly meeting, and we're talking about the milestone. And he choreographed a cake to arrive into the meeting room. Oh, he said oh, choreographed, wow. and I was ready for a dance. No, no, no. no. There wasn't, there wasn't a dance, meetings. but it was still a pretty, you know, like well-timed thing. Yeah. That, you know, wow, that's very a impressive. A cake appeared eight thousand miles away. That's awesome. <laughs> I can't even get a cake to appear in the same <laughs> yeah. building. That's probably a whole nother episode, though, like how do you... you how to make cakes appear? Yeah, well, yes. I yeah, would, sure. I would or, walk down. You know, how to celebrate, uh, how, oh, how to celebrate things, right? Yeah. yeah. Great. So uh, one thing, your homework today, is to think about the next time you have work for your remote team, uh, make this a game. Try and see if you can communicate everything uh, such that there doesn't have to be this back and forth. So you can just kind of keep a little running tally of, oh, you had to answer questions three or four mm -hmm. or five times. And, you know, bonus points if you can make get that all the way down to zero. So give wow. that a try. Yeah. It's a challenge. Cool. So as a, as a quick summary, as you're inevitably working with remote teams, a few key things to keep in mind. So always make sure you meet in person. If nothing yes. else, yes. meet your team yes. in person and go to them. Uh, you can also make sure that you're communicating often and frequently and in taking advantage of the 24 hour rule. Yes, the 24 hour rule. Also super critical here. Yep. Yeah. Make those decisions quickly. Make sure the team feels uh, a shared sense of ownership over those uh, or, uh, about the fact that you'll make these decisions quickly. Yeah. yeah. And be really proactive about 
finding and addressing any problems that yeah. the team might have. Yeah. Yep. Because it's then, way easier to fix before and early. And then represent them. You know, this is yeah. uh, your team. You're working with them. They are depending on you for anything that relates to uh, the core office that you're in. Yeah. Make yeah. them feel connected to the core office. Yeah. yeah exactly. You're, yeah. Yeah. So this is how to product. You've learned about working with a remote team, and now go make good things happen.